That is a gospel passage. Pray with that. There's power there. What did Jesus come to do? If someone asked you, so you're a Christian, what did Jesus come to do? Could you answer? So often we reduce what he actually came to do to stuff that is so superficial. Like he came to show us how to be compassionate and kind. To be the best version of ourselves. To teach us an ethical way of living. Okay, all that's fine. Be the best version of yourself. Congrats. Do certain things. Good. That's not why Jesus came. Jesus came to conquer death. He came to conquer death in all its forms. I remember being raised in the church and never really hearing that. Like there was just a lot of other stuff that priests talked about, or maybe I wasn't listening. That's possible. (laughs) I know what it's like to be in the pew as well. The first time it really hit me, it's actually the reason, not the only reason, but a reason I'm a priest. So some of you heard this story, but I love telling this story. I was teaching high school. It was after college. Went to Gonzaga, RIP Zags. That was tough. (laughs) That was tough. But the Lord is the resurrection because they got killed. Holy cow. I was teaching high school. I was 25, or 22, 23, 24. I was 24. And the Bishop of Helena, who's no longer here and actually no longer on this earth, he's passed away, he came down to Billings to do a preaching. Not so different than the little Eucharistic Congress that we had this weekend, although it was spread out over the course of Billings. It was the year 2000. And they were doing a celebration at the diocesan level for the Jubilee, the great Jubilee of 2000. And he was preaching at a parish, Holy Rosary Parish, and I'd never met this guy before in my life. I didn't know really any bishops before in my life. Here's this guy, right? He's got his miter on, he's got his pectoral cross, he's got his fisherman's ring, right? And he's got his crozier. And they're doing a prayer service and they finish the scripture reading and then it's time for him to preach and he just stands at the presider's chair. He stands and then he makes a fist and then he has his crozier and he begins to tap it on the ground and then he begins to hit it on the ground and then he thunders. Jesus Christ is real. He is risen from the dead and he is real and I'm like whoa (laughs) and not just because he shouted it but he did shout it it's because here was an apostle of Jesus Christ proclaiming the truth of the gospel that Jesus Christ is real he's risen from the dead and he's real and he wants to enter into a real relationship with every one of us see that truth that truth is the truth that everything else in our life needs to come around, coalesce around. Everything else in our life needs to be relativized to that resurrection truth, that Christ is real, he rose from the dead, and he's real. So that our lives can be completely different 
Do we believe that, my friends? Do we believe it? Because if we do, everything changes. What we do with the short time on earth that we have, how we live our lives, the quality of our relationships, the way in which we engage the world, what we do with our talents, everything changes. If we believe that Jesus Christ is real and risen from the dead, do we believe it? This passage, the whole gospel is so powerful, but there's a great exchange here. Jesus comes to Martha and says, your brother will rise. Martha says, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Okay, she has faith. Nice. I know he will rise. In the resurrection on the last day, how many of us think about the resurrection as the last day, the end of all things? Okay, I can believe in that. But watch what Jesus does. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. All right. So just last Thursday in my class on Pope Benedict, we're reading Space Salvi, his second encyclical on hope. He talks about belief and what it actually is. So belief, it's not just principally an inner conviction. Like, I believe this. I believe this. In my heart of hearts, I believe it. It's not just an inner conviction. It's even less a feeling. Well, I feel like, you know, God will raise the dead. Or I feel like Jesus is, is real and alive in my heart. I feel him. It's less than that. For, for Pope Benedict, and it goes all the way back to Aquinas, belief is not that. Belief means coming really and truly, coming really and truly into contact with a truth. That's what belief means in the Christian understanding. It's not just inner conviction. It means coming into a contact with a truth that is objective, that's outside of me. A truth that breaks into my life, a truth that I don't create or convince myself of. A truth that's also a person. Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. See, belief is coming into contact with a truth. But belief in Christ is coming into contact with the truth who is a person who knows me and loves me, who claims me and saves me. And friends, if you think that's just at the end of your life after you die, then you've missed the whole point. Do you know what we're doing here tonight? We're not coming here just to be the best version of ourselves. We're not coming here to just be, uh, you know, good moral people as we leave Mass. We're coming to come into contact with a truth, with the truth. You see, the same Lord who says, I am the resurrection and the life, gives himself to us fully in the Eucharist. 
completely in the Eucharist. We just had this beautiful conference, this Eucharistic Congress here on campus. Jesus, who really and truly comes to us in the Eucharist, wants us to have contact with him. And that means he wants us right now to have contact with the resurrection. That it's not just for the end of our life. It's for the right now of our life. The early church fathers, they called the Eucharist the medicine of immortality. Isn't that great? The medicine of immortality. And we need medicine because death comes for all of us. And most of us here are young, but death comes for all of us. And it comes for your parents and your grandparents. It comes for all of us. But look what Jesus did. Jesus goes right toward it. That's what he came to do. He goes right toward it. He feels it. He weeps in his humanity. He sees the pain that Martha and Mary are going through, losing their brother. He knows that. He understands the struggle. For all of us, he understands the struggle and the supreme struggle of death. He understands it. He's one with us. And he did something about death. Because the one who's confronting death isn't just a man, not even the best man. He's also God. And so he did something about it. And he does something about it. Brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ is real risen from the dead and real. Do we believe that? If so, then we have contact with him who is the truth, with him who is the life that knows no end. And that, my dear brothers and sisters, changes everything about our lives. That truth is true. Jesus is real, risen from the dead and real. Do you believe that?